So the signs that I'm giving you today, the days we're living in today, are signs of the coming of the Lord. He can come in a thousand years from now. He can come tomorrow or today. But the church has to be ready for the coming of the Lord. As is in days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man comes. You gotta be ready today. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today, Raul will explore the life and faith of an Old Testament believer named Noah. As we take a thorough look at Noah's unwavering devotion to God, we'll see how to pattern our witness after his, not giving in to worldly ridicule or sinful compromise. We'll see that even if everyone else around us rejects the Lord, we can point them back to Him with our obedience and trust. Let's listen as Roel Reese begins today's teaching. Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 to 13. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That's my title, the message. When you think of the grace of God, we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, the Bible says. That when you look at the world today, the world has changed. Going back to the days of Noah, the world was changing rapidly. 120 years God had given for the world to change, for the world to receive God's grace, God's love, and God's mercy, which it didn't. But the most amazing thing is that the Lord building an ark which had never taken place. There was no water. And the people that worked on the ark for 120 years, it wasn't just eight people. But in building the ark, they were not moved to what God was doing. Kind of like the days today that you're in church, but at the same time, you really don't want to believe that the Lord is going to judge, which he is. The Bible says that. Look at verse 5 through 8. The reason for the flood. He starts out in what God saw. And the Lord saw the wickedness of men. It was very great in the earth. It's interesting that word great here. It means men's wickedness multiplied. The wickedness did not decrease. The wickedness of men continued to what? To be multiplied over and over more and more and more. Until God said enough is enough. He goes on. And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually or literally non-stop. Something else that I see here, his heart. The heart is deceitful, desperately wicked. Who can know the heart? I, the Lord, know your heart. Jeremiah 79. The Lord knows our hearts. What is your heart like today? Are you really walking with the Lord? Do you really know him intimately as your personal Lord and Savior? He can't just be a person that you're worshiping without knowing who he is. He's the King of kings, Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last. 
That I can believe the word of God because it says, that saith the Lord, that saith the Lord. This is what God says. And that's what he says here. Then the Lord saw the wickedness of men. He sees everything. He hears everything. He doesn't go to sleep like we go to sleep. So we cannot hide from God at any time. You can try to hide, but you can't. That's why he's God. That's why who are we? Human beings. Imperfect. He's perfect. Imagine how Noah must have felt watching God as he sees everything that's going on in the earth. And watching the intents and the thoughts of his heart, men, and their evil continually. Many thought that the actual flood would come. And it would stop. Many thought that. That the judgment of God would not take place. Let me read you something I wrote down. Many thoughts were not only that the actual flood would come. But it would come because of men's actions. Self-centeredness. Self-seeking. Self-exalting. Prideful. Covetous. Condemning. Judgmental. Bitter. Hateful. Violent, destructive, sexual, immoral, and sensual. These are the things that a man's heart possesses. When we come to Christ, it changes our thoughts. It changes our heart. That's why you can't go back to the world. When you come to Christ, the Holy Spirit has convicted you. And when you come to Christ, now you begin a new life by learning who Christ is in your life. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man is in Christ Jesus, all things are passed away and all things have become brand new. How about you today? People are watching you. And if people are watching me, I have to be careful how I live. I have to be careful the things that I say, the things that I do. So that when they watch my life, I can lead them to the Lord. I can lead them to the ark where they're going to be saved. And it's important for me, not only as a pastor teacher, to understand that when I gave my life to the Lord, I gave my life to the Lord. I never, ever wanted to go back to the world. I had nothing in the world. I was in sin in the world on my way to hell. And that goes for every one of us here. We are on our way to hell if we haven't changed. We have become new creatures in Christ Jesus according to the Bible. How are you living your life today? It says here, then the Lord saw the wickedness of men was great. No change. The earth And that every intent and the thoughts of his heart was only evil. Listen, continually, nothing had changed. Nonstop. He says also in verse 6. And the Lord was sorry that he had made men on the earth. That word that he uses here for sorry, he says he was grieved. And the Lord was sorry that he had made men on the earth. That word sorry again also, it means grieved. It means repented. It involves sorrow and pain because of sin. 
because of sin. Sin will hurt you. Sin will condemn you. Sin will send you to hell. But when you come to Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me from all sin. He takes my sins and he casts them as far to the east or the west and he buries them in the bottom of the ocean. This is what God says in his word. I don't know how long you've been a Christian. I don't know what you've learned in your church. That for you to come and to hear the word of God, too much is given, much more is required according to the Bible. So if I'm responsible for what I do, and God's going to judge me one day, then I need to be careful what I do. I need to become a reader of the word of God. I need to become one that shares his faith with other people. I need to become one that not only shares his faith with other people, but prays for other people. We're supposed to be prayer warriors, praying before God. Noah was given completely to the Lord. He knew there was judgment coming. And what had God called him to do? What To not only tell people, to warn people. We need to warn people. And the best way to warn people is by the way you live your life. They'll see a change. They'll see something's happened, especially family. Especially friends that know you. How do they see you now when you say you accepted Christ? What do they see in your life? How are you treating people? Are you cheating at work? Are you stealing at work? Are you treating people bad again? Where you're supposed to be loving, you're supposed to be honest. You're supposed to take care of people. If we become selfish, self-centered, we're not, was not that type of individual. Noah was God conscious. Noah loved his family. Noah took care of his family. And his family loved him and his family helped him to build his ark. The place of refuge. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, we're here to empower your life with God's Word. Connect with us at 800-634-9165 or visit somebodylovesyou.com. And join Rawl on his YouTube channel Tuesdays at 10 a.m. West Coast time for more Bible-based wisdom. Now let's return to the lesson, Noah Found Grace. He goes on to say this, verse 6. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Grieved. That word that he uses here to be grieved in the New Testament, he says is to bring pain to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a person. When you and I sin, the Holy Spirit is grieved. What does he do? He says you shouldn't do that. If you do that, I can't operate to your life. Until there's repentance. And when he uses you. And he's going to use your life. You're going to see life. You're going to see doors that he opens. That you thought they never would be open. But when the Holy Spirit is grieved. Guess what happens. You're going to get put on the shelf. 
like a book collecting dust, not being used by the Holy Spirit. That's why a lot of times churches, they don't teach the Bible. Or churches that teach the Bible are so many people that sin hearing the word of God but never doing what God says. And that's why the flood came. And the flood drowned so many, so many people. They were not wanting to submit and surrender their lives to the Lord. God is not willing that anyone should perish. God loves you. God loves me. But at the same time, we can't take advantage of God. We can't do that. When you take advantage of God, you're mocking God. If you're a Christian and you have the Holy Spirit of God, you cannot do what you want to do. God will stop you. You got to do what God told you to do. People that don't have the Holy Spirit, they do what they want to do. They're going to be judged. Noah was judged by God because what? Because God was his savior. He did exactly what God told him to do, building this big old ship. They would be ready to take his family, notice, and save them when the flood would come. He goes on, verse 7. And so the Lord said, here's again God speaking. I will destroy men whom I have created from the face of the earth. God's proclamation of condemnation, judgment, destruction. Both men, beasts, animals, creeping things, birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. Notice that. Sad words. God's heart has been broken that he has to destroy all these people. Men was God's creature, but men abused God's love and God's grace and God's mercy, so God had to destroy him. We cannot take advantage of God's grace. He comes in the next verse, look what he says. The source of God's grace, salvation, faith, justification, forgiveness, eternal life. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Grace, unmerited favor. The word found here does not mean Noah was looking for grace. It means Noah received God's grace from God. Received it. Wasn't looking for it. God gave it to him. We don't have to look for God's grace. It was given to us by faith in Jesus Christ. They hated Noah because he was righteous and preached the knowledge of the truth for 120 years. We've been preaching for 1,900 years the knowledge of the truth. And one day the doors will be closed. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And then notice what he says in verse 9 to 10. God's instrument for his new work. This is the genealogy of Noah, Noah number one was a just man. Just man. Honest man. Perfect, loyal in his generations. And Noah walked with God. Enoch walked with God. Noah walked with God. 
Are you walking with God? You walk by obedience. The grace of God is given to us through salvation. The goodness of God. We are not saved by works. We're saved by faith in Jesus Christ. True faith brings true works. Catholic Church and Mormons and others, they believe that by doing works, by riding their bicycles, going door to door, they're going to be saved because of that. When the Bible says we're going to be saved by what? By faith. I've never seen Jesus. I've never seen the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is real in my life. And when I came to Christ, I came by faith. And through faith, God has given me life. And the Holy Spirit has showed me. And not only he's coming again, but the things that I do, I do it by faith in Jesus Christ. Not by works. Those works will be judged according to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. They're going to be cast into the fire, wood, hay, stubble, gold, silver. And whatever comes out of the fire, that will be your reward. But if you have no reward, then you're saved by the fire. That's it. Nothing else. Verse 9. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, a perfect man in his generation. And Noah walked with his God. Next verse. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, Japheth. So we see that his sons were brought up in the ways of the Lord. In the ways of the Lord at this particular moment. The importance of teaching your children so they don't walk away from God. And if they do walk away from God, you've taught them the word of God. Like Ryan, my son, he walked away for almost 15 years. But the Lord brought him back because of the Holy Spirit, because what he was taught in his home. And that is the word of the Lord. Parents, teach your children. The purpose of his sons, not only God give them this sons, they would become the actual new work that God was going to start, a new world. Their wives, as husbands, they would repopulate the earth according to the scriptures. They would come to that place. That's why God saved Noah and his sons and their wives to repopulate the whole earth. Another thing, verse 11. The earth also was corrupt. The word corrupter means like a rotten apple. There is no value. It's no good. You have to actually throw it away. It's brown and it stinks. He's saying that this generation was like an apple that was brown and it stunk and could be used for nothing. For nothing. God said, I can't use them. It's a done deal. He goes on to say, and the earth was filled with violence, no peace. Matthew 24, 36 to 44, when you go home, read it. As in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man returns. So the signs that I'm giving you today, the days we're living in today, are signs of the coming of the Lord. He can come in a thousand years from now. He can come tomorrow or today. But the church has to be ready for the coming of the Lord. No man knoweth the day or the hour when he's going to come. As is in days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man comes. You've got to be ready. 
today. You got to be ready tonight. You got to be ready five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. We don't know the day and the hour. He goes on, verse 12. And so God looked, God's awareness here. God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Notice how many times corrupt, corrupted. Verse 11, corrupt. This place was so polluted. There was no hope. There was no no way to heal this world. God had given them 120 years, and now the end has come. Eight to 10 billion people will drown in the flood, and only eight people will survive. Eight people. When the rapture comes, the rapture will be few. You can read through your Bible. He called many, but few are chosen. Read the book of uh, Matthew chapter 7. In Matthew chapter 7, he says, The way to heaven is very narrow, but the way to destruction is very wide, and very few people find it. He goes on to declare, verse 13, And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. Notice, before who? Before the Lord. I gave them 120 years. Now it's come to an end. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. And they will drown in the flood. They won't survive. Only Noah, his wife, three sons, and their wives will be the only ones that will survive the flood. The sin in the universe... All have forsaken the way of God, and we have followed our own ways and our own thoughts. Which way are you following? Which way are you choosing? Heaven or hell? You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to review today's message, we'll be happy to send you a complete copy for a donation of $5 or more. Just call 800-634-9165 and ask for Rawls' teaching titled, Noah Found Grace. Well, we wanted to bring Rawls in the studio once again to give us some insight into this series on the life of Noah. Rawls, you recently traveled to Kentucky to visit the Ark Encounter, which is a life-size replica of the Ark described in the Bible. How did that experience impact you in terms of what you would teach? Oh, the Lord put in my heart to teach in the book of Genesis, Noah's uh, adventure. As I've been putting these lessons together, I'm getting ministered even more now because it's through the Word of God. I'm watching the reality of God's Word. I'm watching the reality of conviction. I'm watching the reality how on Sunday morning spoke to a lot of people. And so the people are being challenged about knowing the stories. But are the stories applied to your life? That's important. Uh, When I got saved, those stories were applied to my life. Now even more, as I watch my grandchildren being touched by the Lord, one of these days they're going to be doing whatever they do. And they're never going to forget that story. Well, certainly anyone seeing that would be impacted by it. What would you say to someone considering making that trip to the Ark Encounter? Pray. Very important. You don't want to go on a vacation. You want to go because you want to not only share with people, but you want your life to be transformed. 
When you look in the mirror, it's not the same you. When you read your Bible, it's not the same word. It's speaking to your heart. God has changed. You know, from you reading the Bible, he now has given it to you to apply the Bible to your life. This is where it's at. I challenge you to go to the ark. Go to Israel and get into a church that teaches the word of God. Yeah, that is so important, Roll. Thanks so much for your time today. Well, we hope that as you've listened to Roll's teaching on Noah, you've been inspired by his obedience. In light of that, we'd like to tell you about this entire seven-lesson study of the life of Noah on an MP3 flash drive. As you meditate on this Old Testament believer's determined choice to endure mockery and honor God, you'll be challenged to greater righteousness in your own life. You'll also see that as you walk in close communion with the Lord, even the simplest activity can point others to His truth. So act now. Contact us to purchase Roll's motivational series titled The Life of Noah. To order, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your thumb drive of seven MP3 messages for just $10. That's 800-634-9165. Or you can order by writing us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Thank you for your generous tax-deductible gifts. Your partnership is a great blessing to us. And thanks again for tuning in today. Join us next time as we quiet ourselves before the Lord, allowing Him to instruct and uplift us through the pages of His Word. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.